From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH studios. Carl Blaylock alongside Jacob Mata. Got a lot to talk about today. The Reds made a bunch of roster moves. The bus driver, Joseph Daniel Votto, is back. He's back in the lineup today, making his 2023 debut. We'll talk about in the lineup. Corresponding roster moves sent Hunter Green onto the injured list. We'll talk about that as well. Plus, we'll talk about Mata's Guardians and Bo Naylor's anticlimactic uh, debut to call it at least and also we'll talk about a huge game of the college world series tonight and a new record in jello shots uh but well, we'll start first with the reds and we'll get with that right off the bat as we're leading into them tonight uh, they come on here at 6 40 here on wath against the rockies hopefully that game gets in i haven't looked at the radar over in uh over there. Last I saw, there was not a tarp on the field. And looking at the radar, yeah, just light, light rain around there. They should be able to get that game in pretty easily. Uh, they play the Colorado Rockies tonight. On the mound, it's Austin Gomber going up against Brandon Williamson. Uh, Gomber with a 7.29 ERA, uh, 1.0, 1.7 whip. He's 4-6 and six on the season. Um... 44 strikeouts, 28 walks, 85 hits, 16 home runs. But his away splits are not too bad. Uh, his away splits, he is six games started, uh, 29 innings pitched, only uh, 30, 30 hits, 15 earned runs, four strike. He still has a walk problem, uh, but the home run number is a lot better. You know, that, that's the thing with Rockies pitchers. They have these awful numbers but then you look at the away splits and it's not terrible so looking at the away splits is an even matchup against brandon williamson for the reds well the beauty of course field is that balls seem to just you know orbit the moon after they're hit anywhere near 30 feet of elevation balls fly out of course but that's what happens when you play 5,000 feet in the air however however high up that field is Absolutely. Uh, let's look at the Reds starting lineup today. Kevin Newman's batting leadoff. Heck yeah. And he's playing third base. Heck yeah. Uh, Matt McClain's at second base. India's DHing after getting kind of beat up uh, in the Reds' win yesterday against the Astros. They swept the Astros. we got to circle back to that in a second. But India getting some designations. He's, he's in the DH slot. Uh, he said he was going to play. So he's still playing, but I like not having any additional stress on that ankle uh, with, uh, you know, while he's with uh, playing in the field. Yeah, leave him, leave him, leave him, leave him just hitting today. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz's cleanup shortstop. Here's the interesting one. Spencer Steers in left field. Uh, I don't mind that. 
I don't hate it. I mean, I, I mean, it, it it it's what he's gonna have to do if he wants to continue to play. Oh yeah, well, his team now that Votto's back. I mean, the up. way he's hitting. I mean, he's two seventy seven, thirty nine RBIs, ten home runs, and he's only been up since what beginning of May. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna stick around. I mean, he he's 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 got a spot on the roster with that bat. Oh, hundred percent. They'll they'll find they'll find somewhere to put him. And then Joey Votto, he is batting sixth at first base, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see how Votto plays over these first few weeks. Uh, he he wasn't hitting incredibly well in AAA, but he was seeing the ball well. Already had 10 walks. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see how Votto plays. He normally starts out the season a little bit slow, uh, so I, I think he'll be okay. But I, I really want to see how he does on this team. And, you know, back in 2021, he was really invigorated with the uh, – with the core we had back then, with Castellanos, and I mean, I I could see it happening again to where Votto Votto recaptures that 2021 form. I mean, remember he had that he had that streak of what eight straight games with a homer or something like that. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah, I mean that was that was an incredible run uh, from the Reds. So he's fat first base. Nixon Zell's in right field. Stevenson's catching. He's batting eighth. I I don't understand that. I don't know why he's so low. Uh, well, I mean, he's, he's been batting sixth or seventh the last few. Uh, but And then you got Stuart Fairchild in center field batting ninth. And I don't really think it's much of a knock on Stevenson. I think it's just how many good play, players you got up at the top of the lineup. Oh, I agree 100%. I just don't I don't know where you'd put him. It just it looks low is the only problem. It's weird seeing Tyler Stevenson in the eight hole. The only switch I would possibly make is maybe moving Senzel up to leadoff, uh, putting Stevenson batting seventh and Newman batting eighth. But that's really the only change you would make. And even that, Newman has a better average than mm-hmm. Senzel. So. Can we talk about Matt McLean hitting 324 right now? That's my uh, guy, man. Yeah. No, well, we can definitely talk about that. He's been looking so good. Really good. Uh, De La Cruz still only has one homer, but he's got six stolen bases. That is intriguing. Mm-hmm. And um, he's only seen 44 at bats. So. Absolutely. Pretty good ratio there. Oh, absolutely. And I mean,. There were just victories over the weekend with the Reds that this team is going to be something special. And I I kind of get 2016 Guardian vibes from this team. It'd be very, very cool to see them it's, all play well together. I know it's a little bit different because the Guardians weren't having people getting called up at that point, but... I remember I remember that year that they made the playoffs. Around this time, they started getting really hot. Uh, they got really hot, and they won 14 straight games, the last of which was on July 1st, an 18-inning marathon on Canada Day against Toronto, which that was that was a heck of a mm-hmm. game. That was a fun game to watch. Um, but I, they, they've really had a good run this Reds team has. And, I mean, that Guardians team was around 500, a little bit below when they started that win streak. And after that, oh, they were gone. Oh, yeah, no, they were they were not great until they hit that win streak, obviously. But it, it, the season wasn't looking like it would be anything crazy until no. they decided to go on that insane streak, which this team could 100% do in Cincinnati. I, I think they will, looking at it, because uh, you got – Three easy, easy-ish games against the Rockies. Uh, you should be able to win this series. And then the real test will be this weekend against the Braves. 
Uh, that'll be a very fun series to watch and see, you know, what, what, what can the Reds do? A tough couple series coming up for the Reds, honestly. This is going to be it's a good test. They're getting into some good teams. The Orioles after that. The Padres, who, I mean, when they're on, they're a really good team. And then you finally slow down with the Nationals and Brewers. Nationals, Brewers, and Giants to round out. Oh, oh no, the, the Giants Dodgers, are good. They're solid. And the Brewer, the Brewers is the divisional rival, so you got to worry about that a little bit. But I think the most interesting thing with the Reds at the moment uh, is going to be what they do with the trade deadline. Because in my opinion, I think they do what the Orioles did last year. If you have people on contract years, and that's not Jonathan India, um, I'm not saying trade Jonathan India, but I'm saying the Kevin Newmans, the Nick Senzels, uh, maybe even the Stuart Fairchilds, those kind of expendable younger or you know expendable kind of valuable players. I mean, Newman's a guy who can play really anywhere around the infield. I uh, maybe even get a little bit of the outfield, and he's batting 272. That's a great guy to have on your bench. I'm sure there'll be a market for Kevin Newman once we get around the trade deadline. You know, cut off the kind of dead weight that you know you don't need to have. Get some more prospects as well. Worst comes to worst, you use those prospects in a year or two when you want to trade for a big name starting pitcher or something along those lines. But you know, there's no point in you know there's no point in really buying much of the deadline. I'd either stand pat or try to you know kind of do what the Orioles did last year and trade away a little bit of dead weight with it. Uh, hopefully, I'm really hoping that Jonathan India can get that extension done soon because I want that that man should be the captain of the Reds at some point. Uh, he is he is one gutsy guy. So we'll see what happens uh, with the Reds and everyone involved with the Reds, but uh, that's it's been a really good series the last bit, and I'm very interested to see what will happen. Uh, I will say one thing that really annoyed me in yesterday's game was once again, and we've harped on it before, and I'm going to have to say it again, what is David Bell's thing with the bullpen? I, I really would like to know. Uh, I don't understand. Alexis Diaz had been used a lot in the last week, but he has he he was used very sparingly in game one of the series. And, I mean, he was really used sparingly. Like, it wasn't like he was barely... He was not used hardly at all in game one of the series. Let's see how many pitches he had, actually. Um... The last seven days, he's played in three games, two and two-thirds innings pitched. He had, he pitched a lot Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But then he only pitched on Friday, one inning. And so he should have been available. He should have been available yesterday, and he wasn't. And instead, we threw out Ian Jabro to try to close out the, the uh, Astros. And as much as Ian Jabro, as much as Ian Jabro is a great reliever, he's not going to close against one of the best lineups in the American League. No, and it, it, it's it's Absolutely another not. it's another one of those situations where it seems like David Bell is just throwing his pitchers out there to die. Like, what do you do? Why is he? Why? 
I I didn't like it one bit. Jabro ended up giving up an earned run. He loaded the bases. Um, and it just, what are you doing? Why? I don't understand why he would do that. And it, it it's... I mean, Diaz was there. I don't know why he wouldn't just use Diaz. Ex- I mean, the only thing would be, you know, he wants another day of rest for him. But, like, he, he's had two... He, he pitched he, once in the last four days. He throws... 20 pitches max a night exactly unless he gets thrown in in the eighth which then he'll throw 40 yeah which that is dumb yeah in itself but like you he he he, he should have been available yesterday he was available. there is no question about him being no, available. well no he no because if he was available if he was available they would have thrown him in the 10th then because uh, that's what originally thought they were doing. They were trying to get away without throwing him, and then they would throw him in there, and then they threw in Alex Young instead. But it's not the fact that he wasn't available. Like it was that Bell decided he wasn't available. That's what happened with that, and that's that's what I do not understand. It's I, a great question. I, I wish I had an answer for you, but that's just a little silly in my opinion. And the thing that's going to be struggling with this, and it's something that Cincinnati fans are used to, is, yes, you want this team to have success. But also, if this team doesn't have success, it means you can get a better coach who's actually going to do better. It's the same thing with football. I mean... That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you had... I don't know. It just... I don't know. I, I, I really don't know because Brian Price is not going to be the guy. He's just not. I mean, it's the same as Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, he, he he's there. Yeah, he got you to a Super Bowl and stuff, but are there still a lot of games where the Bengals are kind of outcoached? Yeah. Yeah, there definitely is. And you're not going to have that if you have a better type of manager. And I'm not saying I know – immediately if they're where the better manager would be but david bell's not it please find somebody who can manage a bullpen please i'm begging you (laughs) well we only got a few minutes we'll talk real quickly we only got a few minutes before the end of the segment we'll talk real quickly about Bo. how Bo look in his debut on sunday the easy answer is it, it wasn't ideal, but he's there, and he's getting the experience. And uh, you know what? He drew a walk, at least. I'll, I'll take that. He got on base. That's better than normal. Uh, he struck out twice. Uh, hard line out to right field. What are you going to do? He grounded out to second. As you well. know, Just a little behind the ball, which it sucks, but... Just, just playing a little bit of a devil's advocate here, but maybe. Maybe, just maybe. He wasn't ready yet. He, he's killing it in AAA, man. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to do better. I mean, look at look at our CDs, Aquino. Aquino killed it in AAA every time we sent him down. And you then he, then he got called up, up and then he you was like, know. yeah. Uh, he'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. At least you got at least you got his brother, Josh Naylor, that uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he played really it. well. He Four played hits. really, really well. Yeah. Almost. I was really hoping for a five-hit night. It's been... A long time since the Guardians players had a five-hit night. But, I mean, overall, I'm, I'm just happy that at least they're trying Bo Naylor. And we're trying to get away from Mike Zanino. Hopefully he catches again tonight. I don't think the lineup... I thought he got DFA'd. ...has dropped. I uh, might have. 
I thought Zanino, Zanino, because remember you were celebrating it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think he got DFA'd. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping now Bo Naylor is here to stay and we don't ah. go with this uh, Cam Gallagher guy. If I said Zanino, that was on me. Now, they haven't dropped the lineup for tonight, so I couldn't tell you what he's doing. But hopefully, hopefully Bo is still there at catcher and uh, can get a little couple practice cuts in against the A's. I won't lie. This is going to be a hopefully a good ease-in game for him against Oakland and a pitcher who has not thrown well all year. But... You never know. I mean, we'll probably lose to the A's now that I've said that out loud. We'll see what happens. I gotta say, I you know what? I do think they do lose tonight. No, they very well could. That's a that's a weird travel schedule for the Guardians. Mm-hmm. They play at, at a mid like four four ten game at Di- at the Diamondbacks. They got to play the next day back in the Eastern Time Zone. Yeah. That's that's rough. Did they get an off day in between the Padres and Diamondbacks? Series? I'm I'm so silly. They they play tomorrow. No wonder the lineup's not out. <laughs> I, oh, I, you know what? That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, 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 I swore I was on the games today tab, and apparently I just was not. That that makes a ton more sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. I was like, that doesn't make sense at all. No, actually. it doesn't make sense at all, and that's why it doesn't. I because... was like, it's really late for there not to be a lineup yeah, out. It's a twentieth. Eh, here we are. <laughs> Bo's going to play great tomorrow. Can't uh, wait. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Anyways, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to talk about jello shots and a massive collision of the College World Series. It's going to be a must-watch television. And you will talk about it right here on WATH. Here's what's going on. It's peanut butter jelly time. It's peanut butter jelly time. That's right, it's time for the 16th Annual Peanut Butter and Jelly Project. Let's feed kids in Athens County this summer. How, you say? Well, you can help out by organizing a PB&J drive. Place a box in a shared office space to collect jars from members of your organization. Make it a fun competition, and when you get a winner, call us and we'll come pick it up. Or you can make a financial donation to the PB&J Project. Any monetary donation will be used to purchase bread and jars of jelly and peanut butter to distribute through the summer. Or you can drop off a personal donation at the Athens County Children's Services. Please make sure it's in all original packaging. There will be a collection box in front of Building 10. Call the Athens County Children's Services at 740-592-3061 for more information. That's what's happening from your friends at 970 and 97.3 FM WATH Power 105. Every day, people drive across bad railroad crossings without ever knowing the dangers that lurk down the track. Sight obstructions, overgrown vegetation, natural terrain that blocks the view of impending doom. It's not a matter of if, but when a train will strike another victim. You can help. Report bad railroad crossings at angelsontrack.org. That's angelsontrack.org. Because bad crossings kill good drivers. Sponsored by Angels on Track. Aired by OAB in this station. Live and local. The Sports Fan. On 970 WATH. This is the sports fan, Carl Blaylock, Jacob Mata with you. And if you don't have any plans tonight, well, now you do. Watch LSU Wake Forest. We've been talking about this game since, uh, since the two teams made it. I mean, this is probably the two teams that are the best in college baseball and no disrespect to florida but 
It's going to be interesting. And uh, uh, looking at some quotes from this game, LSU's coach, uh, Jay Johnson, saying Wake's a great team. The style of play is really good. A lot of options on the mound, and they're looking forward to this game. Uh, they have a lot of power and a lot of stuff on the pitching mound as well. So uh, no lineups for this game, though. I don't know. I, I'm kind of disappointed with that. Maybe uh, da, 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 maybe D1 Baseball has something. Uh, I'm but, scouring Twitter for it. Yeah, it, it's got to be here somewhere. Uh, do, 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 do scores. But, I mean, it's... It's going to be real interesting to see. And, oh, ah, yeah, I got a, I got, I got a stat broadcast, but it, it's oh, yeah. not, yep. it's not working. I clicked on that as well. Ah, it's not up yet. Mm-mm. Uh, but I don't think we're going to find it until well, maybe LSU's website has something that would probably be the best spot. Who knows? But yeah, no, they've got. It, it. I just want to see who Wake Forest uh, is going to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, our pitch lineup hashtag LSU. Oh, I might have it. Who's pitching? Uh, okay. I think this is it. Uh, it looks like Ty Floyd's on the mound for LSU and Josh Hartle's on the mound for Wake. Ooh, that's going to be an interesting one. Where do they have? So Dylan Cruz is obviously leading off. He's going to be ridiculous oh yeah i cannot wait to watch watch this guy in the mlb one day is he gonna go number one you think um i think he might stay another year at lsu maybe i, I think he i think he plays the senior year at lsu and then maybe if he plays this way again uh uh-huh, he very well could go number one in two years we'll see i i don't know uh there's gonna be somebody else i'm sure go number one but dylan cruz is a name to remember he is going to be Nuts. Same thing with uh, Nick Kurtz on uh, Wake Forest. He's also going to be nuts. He's a sophomore hitting 364. And, and you also got, with Wake Forest, you just have the depth of pitching we talked about. And really, especially with college baseball, you'll go as far as your bullpen will take you. And Wake Forest has about eight or nine arms that they can trust. That's why I think Wake Forest edges LSU here. I think this is going to be... Like a like a four to two Wake Forest win, three or may, I could even see like two to one. When do you think Wake Forest takes the lead in this one? I think it's going to be scoreless until the fourth. That's my that's my call because Ty Floyd, do not get me wrong, very good pitcher. He's got a four and a half ERA, but he's seven and zero on the year. Uh, meanwhile, Hartle two point eight eleven and two on the year. I think he has. Yeah, he has. Hartle has over 100. So he's got 131 strikeouts on the year. But uh, Ty Floyd for LSU is holding opponents to a 216 batting average. So I I just don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be really really interesting. It it definitely will. And uh, I I mean we talked about it. If there's one team that's gonna be able to take down Wake Forest uh, this week in Omaha. It's LSU. Oh, 100%. I'm going back and forth in my head now of how I think this could go because I could also see this game going really high scoring. If it goes high scoring, LSU has advantage. See, I don't know. 
Well, no, because you still have Wake Forest with the bullpen. I, I can see where that's, the... That's what I'm saying. Like, LSU, yeah. they might jump out, and it might be like a 5-5 game, but as soon as that Wake Forest bullpen starts working, I think LSU doesn't score again. I think if LSU's going to win, they need to put five or six on the starter in the first inning or two. We'll see. I will say uh, this is advanced analytics here. Really advanced analytics, Mata. The shot board, the Rocco shot board is at the moment 6 and 1 in games. The team with the higher oh, amount of shots. I wondered where this was going. <laughs> the team with the higher amount of shots have won every single game with the exception of Florida beat Oral Roberts. Uh they beat Oral Roberts back less yesterday and that itself was a wild game. Mm-hmm. Only one game has not been decided by one run out of this college world series. It's it's been insane, but if this holds up tonight, LSU will win. Uh, LSU has just broken the single like you know, the record was eighteen thousand. I think it was only from like one or two years. Um, LSU shattered that. It's at twenty one thousand four hundred and thirty five. They had a guy break a world record for the amount of shots bought in one sitting. A Guinness World Record, which was insane. So LSU's at 21,435 now. But Wake Forest is in second with (laughs) 5,572. The power gap. Yes. 15,000 shots in between the Tigers and the Demon Deacons. Um, It is confirmed that Todd Graves did indeed buy 6,000 Jell-O shots for LSU. Six? Thousand? Yes, I found it on Twitter. <laughs> and yes, it's real because he's posing in the picture, and it's the rocket. Oh no, I know it. I know he bought it. About six k. Six thousand. Yeah. Who drank all those, buddy? They're probably just handing them out at this point. It's probably free shots for LSU fans for the next. <laughs> uh, they're just handing them out to the bar. I guarantee you. I don't know how you do that. Like no. How do you even? Who's counting? Who? What poor kid? Is stuck counting how many Jello shots have been handed out. Imagine trying to hand out six thousand Jello shots. I, no, it's Imagine impossible. Trying to keep track, like, hey, I'll take five, I'll take ten, we'll take fifteen. Like, I, I can't do math, man. I don't no, have fingers, <laughs> I don't have enough fingers and toes for that. I don't even know how. I'd like. They have the thing. They have the the fact that they're tra- who's tracking it too. Who has counted that they've got? I know, I know. It's it, that's a lot easier to tell. Oh, they probably just sit there. They probably yeah. just sit there and they go, all right. 20 for LSU, so they erase and put 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. 20 more someone, and stuff. Yeah, they probably just do that. a fun job. Yeah, probably. Just sitting there. Well, no. It's, it's probably each bartender after after they. I would, uh, I would assume. I mean, I'd imagine. Could you imagine if Lucky's had that? See, but like, <laughs> I would say that it's not the bartender because they have to work. So I think uh, I think it would take a lot of time to say, okay, here are these others. I'll turn Well, around. no. I mean, They're you have the. Math. I think yeah, there's one person much. doing it. I think there's one I person. I don't know. I guarantee it. Maybe. Maybe it's the guy who's running the Twitter account. That's probably it. It's probably just the owner. Just just imagine if Lucky's had something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I I also see that they're $5, which is wild. Well, they're they're donating a good amount. No, no, I agree. I agree. For for donation, yes, of course. $5 is fine. I just, that, I was like, whoa. They also have like some high tech thing to make them. And uh, good for them. Because that would suck to do. I figured they had to have something. Oh, yeah. no, like no it's shot. called Jevo or something like that. 
Hmm, good for them. Oh, yeah. Real interesting. Anyways, we'll talk about Jello shots in the break. When we come back, we'll talk about the, uh, we'll have our surefire hot picks and maybe mention a little bit about the U.S. Open wild finish last night. You're listening to the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 530 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Hi, I'm Dr. Gordon Christensen. When I became a dentist, I learned how quickly poor oral health can lead to other serious health problems. And for people without access to care, these problems can spiral very quickly. I wanted to help, so I joined Dental Lifeline Network. Right now, there's a wait list for patients in need in your community. I'm asking fellow dentists who will join me in seeing one patient per year. To learn more, visit willyouseeone.org. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970-WATH. This is a sports fan and a little bit of cleanup. I, I thought it said fry cook for Todd Graves. No, that was the owner of Canes. Yeah, he's on his Twitter. He's got his <laughs> header as like CEO, founder, CEO, and fry cook. Because his whole thing is that he, he works to show yeah. that. You know, if, if he's going to ask people to do it, he's going to do it. Cool guy, Mr. Graves. Oh, I'm sure. Good chicken. Oh, yeah. Pretty good chicken. Pretty good chicken. <laughs> sauce is mid, but pretty yeah, good chicken. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a cane sauce guy. I'm glad you agree with me on that. I'm not a cane. It's, I'm it's glad very, you agree with me on that. <laughs> a lot of vinegar in there. It, it, a lot of pepper. Yeah, the just, pepper The pepper is the thing that gets so me. It's overpowering. Sauce. It's it too is. overpowering. It, it, if canes had Chick-fil-A sauce, it would be over. See, I'm, I'm a ketchup guy, man, through and through. Mm. I'm a ketchup guy through and through. I don't know. Anyways, it's time for a surefire hot pick, so I'm going to go first. We're going college baseball. I think Wake. I think Wake gets it done against LSU. Uh, that's at 7 o'clock on ESPN. If you're not listening to the Reds uh, on WATH, watch that game. Watch that game. Uh, speaking of the Reds on WATH, that's your surefire hot pick. It, it is. I'm taking uh, the Red Legs tonight to beat Colorado. You know, it was a tough pick between that and Australian cricket, but <laughs> Indonesian uh, snail racing. Uh, that, 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 that sounds fun. Uh, looking at the U.S. Open, were you able to catch any of that? Eh. Not some, really. Some while I was at work. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie. I watched uh, from the bar, watched on TV, but. Uh, again, I'm not a huge golf guy, but I do know that, uh, what was it, Ricky Fowler blew it? Yeah, yeah. Ricky Fowler blew it again. I don't he's think never, he's ever winning he's a major. He's never going to win a major. That was his best shot, and he blew it again. Yeah. And Rory also loses. He kind of blew it towards the end as well. Ends up being Wyndham Clark getting the victory. I did not. I was sad. I didn't recognize the guy's name. It's only won. a second tour win, so big win Good for the for guy. Him. Yeah, for big him. win for the guy, but uh, yeah, that's still, wow. It, it was... It was interesting. I really enjoy those primetime U.S. Open finishes. Fox started doing them in 2015 when they were at Chambers Bay out on the West Coast, and I just enjoy it. Because, look, my sports day consisted of I got to watch 
IndyCar, got to watch a little bit of uh, college baseball, Formula One, the Reds game, and then I got to, you know, after all that's done, I still get to sit there and watch all of the round of golf. It was incredible. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't top that. I think that's the best way to do it. And obviously, you can't do that all the time. But I, a lot of pe- some people were complaining about it. I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed having it. It's not like it got done too late. It got done at like ten. That's still plenty of time to go to bed and wake up for work the next morning. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, I I enjoy. I, where is the U.S. Open next year? You got the British Open next, and. That'll be a good one as well. But where is the U.S. Open 2024? Pinehurst number two. Nice. Nice. They've got that one. It's at Pinehurst. That's always a good one. Uh, the next one's not out on the West Coast again until Pebble Beach. Ooh, I love Pebble Beach. That'll be fun. they got the rotation out. They've got it out till. They've got, oh, my gosh. they got it until, like, 2051 for some of these. Why? Why do they have it out that far? <laughs> they have it all the way out to 2051. The 2051 one's going to be in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Like <laughs> Oak Hills Country Club. But why do you have it out to 2051? That's that's oh. almost 30 years from now. It's like that's college wild. football scheduling. My gosh. Anyways, that'll wrap up the sports fan for today. Join us tomorrow. We're going to have a soccer show. Uh, Max Brunke is going to join us. He's going to talk soccer to us. And we'll talk a little bit of Reds as well, probably, here on the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. We'll see you then.